0: welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. I want to describe a scene for you that is stunning. It is a scene from another world. It is a scene of glory and majesty. The scene is opened for us by the Apostle John. He is considered to be one of the most dangerous men in the world by the Roman government. Extra-biblical sources tell us that he was thrown in a boiling vat of oil to martyr him, and the hot oil had no effect. When they couldn't kill him, they exiled him to the Isle of Patmos, a barren rock, And there, as a prisoner, they intended for him to spend the rest of his life. I'm sure there were some questions in his mind about, what am I doing on this rock? Has God forgotten me? Oh, no. He was isolated in order to write one of the most Wonderful books in Scripture. The book of Revelation. I've read this book many, many times, and the blessing of the Lord has always accompanied the reading of it. It pierces my heart. It reveals the grandeur of the gospel plan of Jesus. I've often been greatly encouraged because... I've read the end of the story and Jesus wins. And that means those who humbly follow, who receive his rebuke and discipline, who are earnest and repent, he stands at the door ready to welcome us and he comes in and eats with us. But now, the Lord has come and revealed to him messages to seven churches. He faithfully writes these messages and he will send them out. I'm sure that's all he expected. The Lord had given him very clear messages. But now, as he looks he suddenly sees a door standing open in heaven. And hears a voice. It was speaking to him. It sounded like a trumpet call. And the voice said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. And at once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. He's been brought into the throne room of God. There are the 24 elders on their thrones seated around the throne of God. There's a rainbow like an emerald circling the throne of God. The elders are saved from the earth i don't know who they are but they're in heaven they're dressed in white they have crowns of gold on their heads and from the throne comes thrashing flashing lightning and and rumblings and peals of thunder such energy such energy contained in one place and then before the throne it looks like a sea of glass clear as crystal and then there are creatures four creatures guarding around the throne and they're saying holy 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 is the Lord God almighty who was and is and is to come now whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne and he who lives forever and ever the 24 elders They fall down on their faces before him, and they worship him, and they lay their crowns before the throne, recognizing that this is the Lord God Almighty. Now, as this is going on, he sees in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And he sees a mighty angel. And this angel is calling in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? And John, he suddenly has an overwhelming understanding that this scroll outlines the final events of earth's history. And he understands that if this scroll is opened, it will open before them what will happen with his people and with the gospel. But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside of it. And John is so overcome with with fear and with sorrow that he begins to cry. He begins to weep loudly because no one can open the scroll. I'm sure he turned first to one and, and then another elder and said, can you open this scroll? Let's look at what Jesus is doing. Nobody was found worthy. They couldn't open it. It was sealed shut. Then one of the elders, he said to him, Don't weep. See, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has triumphed and he is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. And then John, he looks and he sees... A lamb, looking like a sacrifice, but it's alive. It's standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. It had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Now this lamb came and he took this scroll, from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. I'm sure John was on his face, too. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll, and to open its seals, because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. You've made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands, And 10,000 times, 10,000. And they encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And in a loud voice, they sang, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that in them is singing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise, honor, glory, and power forever and ever as they worship our Lord Jesus. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. Now all of this incredible description of what's happening in another realm in the heavenly realm in this heavenly realm where Jesus appears as the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the earth he's purchased men And now he is going to outline in seven seals the events that will take place on the earth just prior to his coming again in glory and in power. Now, these seven seals are vital for us to understand because we live in the time when these seven seals are now being opened. seven seals are being opened. We are on the final countdown to glory. The first seals were opened slowly. Now we see the tempo picking up. I'm going to identify for you exactly which seal we're under today. But you're going to note that these seals rapidly begin to be opened. Now we have... In chapter 6 of Revelation, the description of the seals as they're opened. And then we have in chapter 7, the gathering together of the 144,000 Jewish people who are the first fruits of the salvation of Messiah. And then in chapter 8, we have the seventh seal being opened. Now, after that, we have trumpets that sound. And after that, we have thunders that sound. And the thunders are not described in Scripture. We find the angels blowing the trumpet. Then we have the two witnesses described in chapter 11. The beasts are described. The woman and the dragon. But I'm not going to get into all of that. What I want you to see is that the seals are the master design and everything else will fit into the seals. Everything else will fall under the seals. That is the scroll with each section sealed and cannot be opened until Jesus opens it personally. Now, I'm sharing this with you because I want you to have a perspective on where we're at in the opening salvos of the final events of earth's history. Already, the seals are being opened. And you need to understand that time is very short and that you must understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I've shared with you many times, most of you do not understand the true gospel of Jesus. I'm going to again try to walk through that in the coming days. I want you to understand the real gospel of Jesus, the gospel that saves the gospel that forgives our sins and makes us holy. For without holiness, no man will see the Lord. Without holiness, you cannot enter into heaven. And that is holiness when you die on this earth. There will be no holiness granted later. Jesus is not coming back at the end of time to make you perfect. Jesus is coming at the end of time to redeem to redeem a people who've made a a covenant by sacrifice with him, who have turned their back on the world, the flesh, and the devil, and now walk in the power of the Spirit of the living God. This is very sobering stuff. But I'm going to show you some things today that I think will be startling to you. Chapter 6, verse 1, I watched. As the Lamb, that is Jesus, opened the first of the seven seals. And then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, Come! I looked, and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow, and he was given a crown, and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. Well, who is this? Who is this rider who holds a bow, riding on a white horse, given a crown? I want you to notice several things. One, he's holding a bow. That can't be Jesus because Jesus is not one of the seals. He is the eternal King of kings and Lord of lords. And when he comes, he does not come with a bow. He comes with a sword coming out of his mouth to bring judgment upon the wicked. This is not Jesus. So if it's not Jesus, who is it? Well, it's someone who is given a crown. He does not enter into conquest to get that crown. It is given to him. He holds a bow, meaning he holds power. Power to kill. Power to rule. And now he has a crown. And now he rides out as a conqueror bent on conquest. He's going to take the world into his power. So who is this? Well, let's go back in history. The League of Nations was formed on January 10, 1920. President Woodrow Wilson was the one who moved in power to influence and bring to pass the League of Nations. The League of Nations came just at the conclusion of World War I. It was said, and this was the mantra that went out, this is the war to end all wars. The League of Nations was formed to bring about the end of war and conflict. The League of Nations was 48 countries joining together, signing a treaty, and joining together to bring about world peace. Now, it's interesting, Senator Lodge objected, and he said, no, And he stood before the Senate and said, absolutely no. Because if we sign and become a part of the League of Nations, the United States is going to surrender its sovereignty to the League of Nations. And we cannot do that. He was a righteous man for taking that position. It's also of note to me that Woodrow Wilson, a progressive leftist, who led America through World War One and the great Spanish flu pandemic. In 1919, Woodrow Wilson was stricken with a stroke and he was bedridden. That made it impossible for him to try to influence the United States Senate to approve the League of Nations. And in fact, the United States never did sign on to the League of Nations because we would not surrender to them the sovereignty of the United States of America. But that was the beginning of what is known today as the New World Order. This writer was given a crown called the League of Nations. It's not a man. It's an organization. And it's many different organizations gathering together for the purpose of peace, of security, of human rights. It is... A white horse, a horse of peace and prosperity. There have been many who have spoken later about a one world government, a new world order. That new world order is this rider holding a bow and wearing a crown, and he is out to conquer the world. He will be known finally as the Antichrist. Now, is the Antichrist a person or is it an organization? I can't answer that question. It's not made plain in the Scripture but i'm suspecting that it is an organized body now the league of nations failed because after world war 1 germany was not allowed to join china was not allowed russia was not allowed but on 1941, Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Winston Churchill held a secret meeting, and in that secret meeting they laid the foundation for what was going to be known as the Atlantic Charter. Now, it was against the Axis of Germany and those that were with Germany in the war against Europe and against the United States. But the Atlantic Charter outlined the path that on October 24, 1945, the United Nations was born. And the United Nations then took over this Antichrist power. United Nations represents what we have called Antichrist. And many other organizations also, the World Bank, International Monetary Fund, and other organizations all belong to this formation of a one world government. And probably one of the chief spokesmen has been Henry Kissinger. He's done more to harm America and lead the way for the Antichrist of anyone I know of but let me give you the White Horse principles upon which the United Nations National Peace and Security. Number two, to develop friendly relations among the nations. Number three, to achieve international cooperation in solving international problems. And four, to be a center for harmonizing the nations. And of course, the United Nations is known for food distribution. Many acts of kindness, but it's also utterly wicked. The rape of children, the ungodly behavior of the soldiers of the UN who wear the white helmet. Remember, This rider is given a crown. The United Nations was given a crown. And it holds a bow. It has an army. And he rides on a white horse. He's the good guy. Well, that scroll, that first scroll was opened. The seal was opened. And the one world government began, in serious to be formed. I believe the date for the opening of this first seal was sometime around January 10, 1920. Of course, we find traces before that of all kinds of secret societies, and others who were urging for this to be done. Then the second seal is opened. He hears the living creature say, Come. And then another horse came out, a fiery red one. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make men slay each other. And to him was given a large a very large sword. This was the Second World War. The large sword, I believe, is the atomic bomb, Nagasaki, dropped on Japan, Hiroshima. This war killed countless numbers of people. The horse was fiery red. It took peace from the earth and it made men slay each other with a very large sword. So the first and the second seals have been opened out of seven seals. Then comes the third seal. I believe this third seal is now being opened the coronavirus and all that's happened in the last years are all a part of this seventh this third of seven seals being opened this is where we are right now let me read it for you i heard the living creature the third living creature say come i looked and there before me was a black horse Its rider was holding a pair of scales in its hand. And then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a day's wages, three quarts of barley for a day's wages, and do not damage the oil and the wine. The United Nations has just issued a report saying that they believe that famine is coming upon the earth in biblical proportion. This is called famine. A quart of wheat is enough wheat for the nutrient value to feed one person for one day. So he's saying that there is going to be one day's wages to feed one man. That's called starvation wages. Three quarts of barley. Barley is less nutritious. It takes three quarts of barley to get the nutrition for one person for one day. So this fourth seal has now been opened. And across much of the earth, we already see this taking place. But then it says... And it says, do not damage the oil and the wine. Do not take away from the elite. Don't take away from rich Americans. Do you understand that compared to the rest of the world, America is a nation of elites. We are the oil and the wine. We are the ones who who dine in luxury. third seal has been opened now we come to the fourth seal and this seal is now being opened if you want to know where we are in the timeline the fourth seal is just now being opened I heard a voice of the fourth living creature say come I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death and Hades. And following close behind him, they were given power. Death and Hades were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. So this fourth seal is currently being opened in the fullness, and it is going to be opened but for a short time, and then the other seals are going to rush on in. We are on a speeding train, a bullet train, headed toward the conclusion of all of humanity upon the earth. The pale horse is death, and death is stalking the land. And death and Hades, killed by the sword, they killed by war. And that's what's been happening, wars and rumors of war. Famine, famine is now coming upon the world in the Sudan, in other parts of the world. The plague of locusts is setting up for an incredible famine where millions of people are going to die of famine. Entering into one of the greatest depressions the earth has ever known. America is rushing into that depression. Plagues are going to follow. This virus that we see and many other plagues are going to follow. And there are going to be wild beasts who are going to come forth and begin to kill people all over the earth. Now we're also rushing into the fifth of seven seals. I saw under the altar the souls of those who'd been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. And they called out in a loud voice, How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood, Then each of them was given a white robe, and they were told to wait a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and brothers who were to be killed had been completed. You see, we are moving rapidly through the fourth seal, and already the fifth seal is being opened. And we have seen countless numbers of Christians martyred for their belief in Jesus Christ to see this I don't share this with you to terrify you but you need to wake up and understand where we are on the timeline of earth's history we are in the closing days of earth's history Jesus is coming again we are going to see incredible persecution in America. The lockdown in Europe is going to take place even more severely. We are losing our democratic rights. The rule of law has been cast out. Now the law is whatever the governing authorities say it is. The Bill of Rights has been stripped. The Constitution has been shredded. America is going down a very dark path as these seals are now opened and we are going to see such bloodshed and such death. Already we see the foundation being laid by the Gates Foundation and others for the mark of the beast. It's coming in your lifetime. Soon it's coming. See, I want you to see we've already passed through the first, the second, and the third seal is yet remaining, but we've already crossed into the fourth and into the fifth seal. There are only seven seals. There are only two more seals. And the rest of the book of Revelation is going to describe the great tribulation that we are entering into as outlined in Revelation, the 6th chapter, and the 7th chapter, and the 8th chapter, and then through the rest of the book of Revelation. Now, this is so. This is what is happening. And now I need to, in the last minutes of this broadcast, address you, who call yourselves Christians. Philippians, the second chapter. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, in the midst of these seals being opened, brother, sister, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion. Then Paul says, Make my joy complete. Philippians, the second chapter. By being like minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each one of you should look not only after your interest, but also after the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death. Death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That's what we just read in the book of Revelation. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, this is what I want to say to you today please please listen very carefully. I've been called by God to resuscitate the church, to urge the church to turn back to Jesus and away from worldliness. What does that worldliness look like? Arrogance? Pride? Self-sufficiency? Love of the flesh, and the world. Today in the church, we're so filled with false doctrine about the gospel. We're so filled with our entertainment and our pleasure in the church in America that God finally had to just shut the whole church down. He shut the church down. He put us on time out. The secret is found in the book of Philippians where he says, Humble your hearts before each other. In Ephesians, he says, Submit to one another. You know what this means? It means we we give up trying to prove that we're something. It means we give up trying to prove that we're somehow more important than somebody else. Do you understand? It's not about me. It's not about the National Prayer Chapel. It's about Jesus. You understand, it's not about you proving that you're better than somebody else. It's not about you bringing to yourself glory and honor and power. It's time the seals are being ripped open by Jesus. It's time to humble our hearts and repent before him. It's time to cry out and pray. It's time to give up being somebody. It's time to become nobody in Jesus to humble our hearts and to love and to care and to lift up and to encourage. It's time to be like Jesus. It's time to let Jesus give us the victory over all world, flesh, and the devil. It's time to be justified. It's time to let Jesus finally have his way in your life. Forgiving your sins, but also making you righteous. It's time to be made holy. Now there are things that stand in your way. There are attitudes and beliefs that you've been taught all your life that are utterly false. You've been taught that you can sin and still go to heaven. It's a lie from the pit of hell. You can't. You have to overcome. If you look at the letters to the churches in every one, Jesus says to John, to him who overcomes, I will give the right only to overcomers. seals are being torn open. We see that it's time to get right with Jesus. To turn the television off. To stop watching the worldly sports. A man said to me, come on pastor, what's wrong with going to a Redskins game? What's wrong with With watching the games on television, I'll tell you what's wrong. They have nothing to do with Jesus or heaven or righteousness. And they will dull your mind. They will sear you so that you will not be able to understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they will take you to hell. I'd say that's pretty serious. But you have many other ways of doing that too, living on the internet. During this close down, Americans are said to average eight hours a day in the videos and on the computer. That's horrific. Where is the time for Christians to finally recognize the lateness of the hour in which we live, and recognize? You understand what the sixth seal is? I watched. As he opened the sixth seal, there was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red. The stars in the sky fell to earth as late figs drop from a fig tree. And when shaken by a strong wind, and the sky receded like a scroll rolling up and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Do you understand We're right at the doorway. The next thing that's going to happen is Jesus is going to come. Don't tell me Jesus coming is years away. It is not. The seals have been opened. The next seal, the sixth seal, is the great earthquake that will utterly destroy California, that will destroy many parts of the world. It's a great earthquake. And the sun is going to turn black. It's not going to give its light. The moon is going to turn red. The stars are going to fall from the sky. Jesus is coming again. So we're going to endure a time of great persecution. We're going to endure a time of famine. Famine is coming. Increasing plagues are coming. Wars are going to continue. People are going to be killed by the sword or by the gun, by bombs, by weapons. We're right at the door. These things are going to continue to happen. In other words, when a seal is opened, things in that seal continue and flood into the next seal. When the next seal is opened, the one before is not closed. So we're going to see the Antichrist power out of the first seal ride forth with great power and authority to conquer the world, to be called God, and he will deceive many. We're going to see... Men and women killed with the great sword. We may even see atomic weapons used. And that pale, that pale horse is going to go out because of the famine and the sword, and the plagues. Now, man has his plans to form a one-world government. They've demonstrated. Incredible power in locking down the whole western world. But Jesus' plan is the one that will be carried out. Not the devils. Not Henry Kissinger's. It will not be the vision of the one world government that will succeed. The World Bank is going to crash. The Fed is going to be destroyed. It's in the process right now of being destroyed destroyed utterly a new world currency is coming these events are going to come like a freight train and you need to understand that the fifth seal is already open and the persecution of God's people is being carried out and men and women are being beheaded for their faith in Jesus Christ And it's going to only grow. We're going to see increasing persecution of God's people. We're going to see them murdered at levels that will be utterly shocking. And you may be one of those murdered. I pray you're ready when you are faced with, will you serve Jesus or will you serve Allah? Or will you serve the one world government? Will you take the vaccination that includes the mark of the beast? will you go without and trust in Jesus? We are just coming through the fifth seal. And we are ready for the final events of earth's history. We're ready for the two witnesses to come. We are ready for the final events of earth before Jesus Christ comes in glory and power. And it means we need to humble our hearts before one another. We need to submit to one another. We need to love one another at a level we have not ever done before. We need to care for each other. We need to sacrifice money and time and energy to care for each other. Jesus is coming again. We are ready for the sixth seal to be opened and everything to come to its conclusion. O Lord, I lift up my heart before you and I say, O God, lift up men and women who will preach faithfully the honest word of God and not the deceptive one that's been preached across America and America is exported to the world. Lord, lift up a righteousness, a justification. Lord, lift up a holiness and the power of the gospel by the blood of Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Well, we're coming to the very end of the month and we are still far from having the resources we need. I thank you, surely. You stepped in with a sacrificial gift. Thank you. And I thank others who have also done the same by faith. Great sacrifice, not even knowing how they're going to be able to pay for their bills, but they've stepped in and said, I'm going to do this. I need your help to stay on the air. This broadcast will be key, not because of me, but because of the message we proclaim with the breathing in of the Holy Spirit into a righteous people as Jesus comes. Will you help me? Go to nationalprayerchapel.com. Give hilariously for the work of the gospel. Trust Jesus. You can write to me also at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. I love you all. I'm eager to meet you. God bless you, my brother, my sister. We'll talk soon. I look forward to hearing from every one of you. God bless you.